Hello guys and welcome back to your SD Bestie podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and I'm excited about this podcast because it's um it's a podcast that I've, you know, been wanting to touch base on for a while and it's just really good to have different perspectives on the other side if you're a client, you know, to hear our side of things and from other estheticians as well too, you know, from experiences of having um, get treatments done and do training on people. Um, it's just really cool to hop on here and have these kind of conversations. So I'm so excited about this. We're going to be talking about treatment room etiquette for estheticians and how to be a A plus client. Um, just kind of some behind the scene, you know, things of what it's like to be an esthetician and be in the esthetician world and you know it's just kind of fun so we will dive right in what is going on guys i am so excited it is thursday today it's the end of the week it has been a long few weeks i have been traveling back and forth to tulsa from austin I'm going again this weekend doing another load but after that it's going to be a break and then we won't fully move until November 1st so is anybody else just like blown away of how crazy this fall is like already here the holidays around the corner I mean it's insane like this year is just flying by um plus you know October is like the countdown for the year of our wedding so I just feel like this year is just gonna blow on by so um welcome welcome to the podcast guys today we are going to talk about treatment room etiquette for estheticians and how a client can be an a plus client um listen the holidays are coming up which is the biggest rush ever for our industry um this is the busiest time of year so um, you know this is usually where we hit the ground running we're so used to just being hustle 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 so I'm hoping that some of this stuff can kind of help clean up some of, um, you know, a little bit of things that, you know, just sometimes having tips and different perspective, you know, we're in this industry for so long that we just kind of forget about the little things. So maybe this can kind of help make your rush a little bit better because you can kind of make your treatments a little bit better, your etiquette a little bit better as well too. So let's get started. Um, I have been an esthetician since 2013. And I have worked in different settings. I've worked with many estheticians. I've had many treatments done. I used to do a lot of training as well too. My biggest advice too is as an esthetician, I highly recommend to go and get treatments done because sometimes we're in this, you know, go, 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 that everything is just kind of robotic. You know, we're so used to doing the same protocol, the same things. We just kind of do things without thinking and going and getting a treatment sometimes brings you back and ground you a little bit to some of the like little bitty things that you don't even remember that you are or are not doing. And so sometimes getting treatments from other people can kind of help bring you back to a first time client experience. And I think it's just really good to have those perspectives sometimes. So one of the things that really bothers me about estheticians is if you're going to be touched, you want to be touched, right? Have you ever had a facial from somebody that it's so light that you're like, okay, this is stupid. Like you don't want somebody to get off the table and feel like they weren't touched. I 
used to love when clients would say, girl, you made love to my face with your hands. <laughs> um, I mean, that's your tips right there, right? You want to make sure that you are completely touching that client. You want to commit to that touch. You're not going to hurt them. You know, getting in there, massaging is going to feel so great, but there is nothing worse than having the timid hands and feeling that on the face because it just doesn't feel that great. So definitely make sure that your touch is good, your massage is good, and there are so many videos out there. There's so many trainings that if you want to spice up your massage, make it a little bit better, then you can totally do that. Another thing is, um, it's kind of a thing that you learned a very long time ago, but when you touch people, don't forget that you want to warn them that you're gonna touch them. I mean, it's the worst whenever a client flinches because they weren't expecting you. It's so easy, lean in, go towards the face, put a very light finger on the face first to like let them know that you're about to touch them and put something on the skin. If it's going to be really cold or if it's gonna be warm, let them know, warn them, hey, I'm gonna put this on, it's gonna be a little bit cold. There's just nothing about like the surprise of everything. Um, it's just very, very, you know, there's just something about that. Um, also, when it comes to putting towels on, you want to make sure that the temperature is right. I know some people just really get in that habit of go, 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 but you don't, you know, you don't remember sometimes, but remember to test it on your wrist to make sure it's a good temperature. There are definitely going to be people that complain about it being too hot. You don't want to make the person feel uncomfortable, but also you don't want it to be too cold too. So, you know, just kind of be aware of that, um, you know, that touch. And then when you're removing the towel and you're wiping the towel, Remember the pressure and how it feels to have the towel be wiped. You know, make it feel good. Um, don't just kind of slap a towel on and just swipe it off. Um, and then you know that they're probably gonna be kind of cold afterwards, so make sure that you are removing a lot of like the moisture that's there as well too, especially if they're in a spa setting and they don't have a top on and they're under covers and they're a little bit chilly after that as well too. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves, biggest, is the whole steamer situation, um, you know, making sure your steamer is clean, yes, but you always want to make sure that you're not turning on the steamer and just putting it directly on their face right away. Um, I don't know if you have ever had this happen, but I've actually seen this happen several times, but you know, if steamers aren't being clean and if you're sharing steamers with other people, if you're working at a spa, you don't know if they're being cleaned all the time. And so that calcium um, composite buildup will happen. And what happens is if the steamer is about to, you know, be a goner or if it's, you know, not being cleaned correctly and it has that buildup, what happens is it will actually start squirting out boiling hot water. And I have had several treatments where the esthetician has asked me to get undressed and get on the table. They turn the steamer on and it's facing my face to even come on. And I'm always like super terrified. Um, so I always like turn it, I push it away. Um, and then they come in, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, but just remember that because um, I have seen it happen and it's actually happened to me. Uh, thank God it was with one of my really good friends that has seen me several times, but I didn't point it towards her face because I've always been terrified that would happen. And it did squirt out um, before I had to buy a new steamer and it got a little bit on her arm and it's terrifying. And I feel like a lot of people don't remember that. So whenever you're turning a steamer on, definitely turn it away from their face, let the steam come on, make sure it's working properly, and then put it on their face. Um, and then now they have all these steamers where you can adjust, like if it's really heavy steam or if it's really light steam. So 
read the room, you know, ask your client how it's feeling. If they want a little bit less, you can give them a little bit less as well too. Another thing is make sure you're explaining things unless, you know, you read the room and they're just really wanting to zone out and they don't care. Or if they've been there a million times, they know what to expect. But if it's a first timer, make sure you are explaining things because that can always kind of come back to you if you're not explaining things and you know you're at a place where they write reviews they can actually write a really terrible review that you didn't warn them tell them anything's going to be tingly or anything like that um another thing don't name call people sweetie i don't just don't do it like it's not very professional like hey girl you know that's fine if you know them or you know if you have your own thing that you say but if you've never met these people, don't talk down to them. A lot of people do get irritated by that. Um, don't call them like sweetie. Um, it's just not a really good etiquette to have unless they're like your younger sister or her niece um, or somebody that's significantly younger than you and they're terrified, you know, and they don't know what's happening. But just be really aware of how you're treating people because a lot of people can really hate that. Um you also want to listen. Listen and don't be very salesy because a lot of the times if you're just listening to what the client is needing, they're going to tell you and sometimes what you think they need is not what they feel like they want. And just by listening to the client of their needs, you know, they may not notice some of the dark spots on their skin and you will, but what they do notice is a pile of breakouts that sit on their chin and that's what bothers them the most. So don't try to pick out and pick apart what's wrong with their skin and just really listen to what they're looking for and why they're there for you. So another thing that happens is in our world, things are going to run out. You're going to run out of something when you don't, you know, necessarily have it in stock yet because your shipping is taking a little bit longer or I've definitely worked at places and, you know, you go in and they're like, hey, we're out of the recovery masks today, you know, try to make do with what you have. I think so many people are so used to following a specific protocol. Um, and my biggest advice would be, usually the skincare lines will have like a protocol book um, or a book that you can actually download that has every single product that's on there and how to use each one as well too um, especially with the treatment room they'll have like masks and peel suggestions and what i highly recommend for every esthetician is make sure you have one of those on hand i used to keep one on a pdf file in my phone and if i ever needed to just kind of like come up with something different to do. I always had it as a backup plan, but I also had it studied like so hard that I knew everything so well. And it's really good to know that because sometimes on a whim, you have to come up with something that the client needs and you don't wanna ever not give the client a full service because you're out of something. Um, as estheticians, I feel like there's so much out there and all of the skincare lines are so innovative now that there's not really, an excuse to not be able to figure out what your client needs um, and if you are somebody who finds yourself that's like running out of things you know quicker then you need to make sure that you're keeping track of that so you know how much inventory to order but it's always good to have something you know calming on hand and it's always good to have something hydrating on hand something for your acne clients as well too because there's all sorts of skin types out there and you want to make sure that you are prepared 
So I really wouldn't get in the habit of hopping onto a new skincare line and just starting services if you don't really understand the line fully. There is nothing like an uneducated esthetician performing services that really irks me. Um, The training is out there, the resources is out there, and sometimes people can be very lazy. Um, And I used to train and I used to be pretty hard on people when I did, but not knowing things is a little bit unacceptable in my book if you're going to be performing these services on people. Um, and it is your job. It is your business. It's your, you know, it's your hands. It's, it's your, those people are walking around with your, you know, work. And so you want to make sure that you are doing the best that you can and you are knowing what you're doing exactly. So don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Tons of skincare lines have a rep that's attached to it. And you can always, always, always reach out to them. They will always come around and give you extra training if you feel like you need it. Because the goal for everybody is to have a successful um, business and to have repeated clientele coming in as well, too. So just kind of be creative with those things and educate yourself if you feel like you need to. So I've had several (laughs) different treatments done. um, And I would just be aware of your extraction performance. Because I've definitely had somebody do extractions on me and both their fingers were pretty much like shoved up my nose and they were hovering their hand over like my mouth and I couldn't breathe and usually whenever I get a professional service done I don't always say that I'm an esthetician just because I just want to go in and get an experience but it's very very hard for me Um, and I'm sure other estheticians that get something done as well too but this is why I encourage you to get things done because you should be experiencing things, you know, like a client would as well too. Um, and this person who was pretty much suffocating me and digging into my nose, um, I definitely asked them to stop and told them I was an esthetician and gave them a few pointers that would help them. Um, so my advice is, you know, learn several different ex- extraction techniques that are out there and maybe get them performed on yourself as well too to see what feels more comfortable so you can get an idea before you start digging around in people's faces because you actually can harm people's faces um, if you're not too careful and it's just honestly just knowing what it feels like being kind of empathetic in the situation of putting your hands on somebody and knowing what that feels like it's just a really good habit to get into another thing that i like to you know, recommend is the whole read the room situation. Um, You want to make sure that you're definitely reading your client. If they look like they want to relax and not have a conversation, then maybe don't chat, you know, but if they do, then that's fine. But I would definitely make sure that you're keeping it professional. You want to keep a lot of, you know, opinions to yourself, especially when it comes to like political and things like that. Um, If you're working for a franchise, they really and truly aren't okay with you having those conversations. Um, So make sure that you know your contracts, you know, that you sign and everything as well. But also it's just, you're not always going to have the same opinions as your clients and that's okay. Um, But you guys can still have a relationship. So just be very respectful. Um, I know it's crazy that we have to talk about that, but I've definitely encountered that a lot as well too. Um, Because you don't, you know, you don't want to make your client feel uncomfortable. Um... I know that my mom has felt a little uncomfortable with the massage therapist that we both see from conversations that he has, 
I don't really mind because I think he's a nice guy and I don't really get bothered by those things but it really really affected my mom to where she felt like she didn't even want to see him anymore and that's exactly kind of what I'm talking about you know read the room read your client if you don't know how to read the room then just you know maybe not talk about things um and then also don't talk about about other clients to your client because your client is going to think that you have the same kind of mentality about them and you're going to talk about them to other clients so just you know kind of be aware of the things that you're saying because it will make an impression um if there's, you know, a client that you've had for so many years and you guys are actually friends, you know, that's a totally different story. But just remember this client is experiencing you and your business just as other, you know, new clients are coming in sometimes. And if you're going to bash, you know, the next one that comes in saying that they're always late and they frustrate you and blah, 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 they're going to start feeling like maybe you say the things, you know, like that about them as well, too. So you want to make sure that you're on time with your appointments and your time management is good as well. Now, I know when you first start out, it's a little harder or if you started a new job or if you start on your own, it's good, you know, to kind of learn those things. So what I would recommend is to book yourself more time than you think you might need just in case because your next client will be there at the time that you ask them to be there and you want to make sure that you're getting your time management correctly. So I would just try to allow more time than you think you need until you kind of get the hang of it and understand how much time that you need, you know, for each service and practice that time management. Because if you want people to respect your time, you're also going to have to see them on time and, you know, do the whole amount of time that you're supposed to. People are very picky about that. Um, They want to get the services that they're paid for and make sure that, you know, if you have, you know, changing your clothes and having, you know, a consult or something before your appointment time, make sure that the people know that that's included in their appointment time because some people are very sticklers about what their time is paying for and they'll be like, well, we were supposed to start at 12 o'clock and it's supposed to be an hour-long facial. So make sure that you do communicate that because it could definitely create some confusion and frustration for the clients and if you're not communicating with them, then, then they don't, you know, they don't understand how long things take or what to expect if you're not explaining that to them as well too. Another thing to think about is you're you're leaning over people's faces and you're so close to them. So perfumes and things like that or body lotions or things need to be very subtle. Um, A lot of people do have sensitive um, sensitivities to the nose and smell. And so if you're wearing like a Chanel number five on your wrists and your chest and you're leaning over, that's going to be overbearing for people. And it's actually going to make their experience a little bit less. So be aware. Also, you know, hygiene, make sure that you smell good. Um, If you just ate right before your client came in, you know, make sure you have like a mint handy or something so you're not breathing all over them. You know, if you've had like onions in your tuna sandwich, um, it's all about an experience for people. So just little things like that, um, you know, just make sure that you're being aware of it. Um, Also sounds, remember that when people's eyes are closed, their senses are heightened. So if you're being super loud and slamming things, dropping things you know just try to be aware of those things because people's sensitivity is going to be heightened a little bit more with their eyes closed and they're feeling exposed and vulnerable as well too and they don't really know what's going on um so make sure that you are being kind of aware of those things as well too because it can also make an experience even better um and then my most important pet peeve (laughs) 
is don't give a client unrealistic treatment plans and a skincare line that's 25 million steps that you know that they're not going to do. Make sure you're explaining things. Make sure that you're keeping things simple for them. Make sure that you have a follow-up program if you need to to follow up and make sure they don't have any questions because a lot of it can be information overload when they're coming in for something new um, and you don't want to give them a 12-step program on their skin. Yes, I know that they probably need a lot of those things, but remember just to start out small. You want somebody to commit to something, so I would just do it you know, a little bit at a time. It's all about reading your client, chatting with your client. I always ask them, you know, what is your lifestyle like in the morning? Are you busy in the morning? Do you find that you're not, you know, cleansing the skin in the morning or at night? And then simplify from there. Because if you want them to be successful, you need to create something that's actually idealistic for them. And you don't want to give them something that's very unrealistic or they're not going to follow through with it. That also being said is not explaining what to expect from a treatment on people can also be really... Honestly, it can be detrimental to you and your business and people might not want to come back. I always let people know if you've never had dermaplaning before, you could have little bumpies that happen on the skin, um, a little bit of redness. I definitely give people a full explanation on what to expect from like a peel, from a treatment, because I don't want them to feel like, oh my gosh, something is wrong. Um, and I even give them the open-ended, please text me if you have any questions or if you feel like, you know, your skin is like doing something that is not normal. You want to make sure that people know what to expect. So give them the full realistic expectations so that they're not freaked out because they're not going to come back to you if they don't trust you. And if you don't tell them what to expect, then they're not going to trust you. Okay, so let's chat about how to be an A-plus client. So I... I'm pretty good about, you know, if people are late every once in a while, then I understand. But as a client, I don't think you understand what it's like as an esthetician. So after we finish with a client, we have to check them out, maybe chat about, you know, products. Sometimes we have a little extra time. Sometimes we don't. And then after that, we have to clean up our room. We have to sanitize and we have to get ready for the next person. Sometimes that means we have to add more towels. Sometimes we have to clean some things out. Sometimes we have to clean some brushes. We have to do a little bit of a a shift change almost. And then we got to pee and eat and (laughs) we got to have time for ourselves in between. Um, And so usually our schedule is pretty good to run on time and have maybe five to 10 minutes in between for all of that. And so when a client is late, it actually pushes the entire schedule for the day behind a little bit. And it puts us in a little bit of a panic sometimes. I sometimes, sometimes um, have days like that, but I try to be good about giving myself a little extra time in between clients in case there is some layover like that. But sometimes when I'm trying to squeeze in, you know, 10 to 12 people a day, I won't even allow myself, you know, a little extra time in case that happens. So try to be on time for your appointments. Um, And it's good to be early, but sometimes being too early is not good for us because we have to have that time to you know do all those things that we need to do clean up the room a little bit straighten up and then maybe take like five minutes for ourselves as well too so just trying to be aware of being on time is just super important another thing is um cancellations you know i, I understand they they do happen but they can be very, very frustrating on our end because having a cancellation in the middle of the day can really just mess up a day. Um, 
And so I totally understand that things happen, but if you could just be a little bit, you know, respectful of if you make a commitment to, you know, be there and make the time happen, you know, try to give us a little bit notice so we can either fill that spot because, you know, our income is based on what we anticipate to bring in that week as far as clients. And also, you know, for me, um, my availability is very limited. And so having cancellations can be kind of frustrating because I I really want to try to squeeze a lot of people in. Um, And sometimes, you know, we can be pushovers and we won't set boundaries for ourselves. And I'm known for that sometimes too. And I will open up a day specifically because somebody needed it and I wasn't going to work that day. And so I kind of worked myself around, you know, some people to make it work. But then when they cancel, you know, it kind of screws up everything. So um, that's kind of both ways of learning how to set boundaries, but it's also just being really respectful um, to your practitioner as well too, because running a schedule-based business is hard. You know, you, you have to rely on that income. You have to rely on those people coming in as well too. You know, it's not guaranteed that everybody's going to rebook, but we hope they do. Um, and then (laughs) tipping, um, A lot of people don't actually realize um, what services that you tip on. So any kind of service industry, you know, massages, hairstylists, nail service, um, facials, definitely, you know, you want to tip. Normally 20 to 30% is really great, but I will let you in on a little secret. Tipping actually prevents from a lot of um, services being raised in price. So tipping actually kind of keeps the prices down a little bit. because if they're making a certain ticket value and they can put their tips into it as well too, they can actually keep it at that price. And so actually tipping does keep a lot of pricing down and prevents a lot of prices to increase as well too. So that's something to think about. But also, you know, some of these girls are working off of a percentage or they're working off of an hourly base. And sometimes the tips is where they make most of their money So just kind of keep that in mind as well too, but don't be a person that doesn't tip because it's just not nice. (laughs) Um, And I'll also say my clients that are the most loyal to me, which means they book all the time, they respect my schedule, they tip, they show up. I actually give them a lot more. I don't charge them extra for certain things. I I say, don't worry about an add-on. You know, I actually kind of give them a little bit more because... I'm so grateful to how much they are loyal to me and respectful to my business and I respect them as well too. And so I do a little bit more for them. So if you're an A plus client, you're probably gonna get an A plus plus service, honestly. (laughs) And I just really have such a good clientele that I have built over the years and I just feel so grateful for that as well too. But it does take some time. Um, And listen, if you don't mesh with somebody, just don't go back and see them. Don't make it awkward for people. Um, For me, if somebody doesn't work well with me, then I'm like, cool, go find somebody else. I feel like it'll do us both, you know, the favor. If we don't click, then we don't click. That's totally fine. You know, not everybody is for everybody. Um, So also one thing that really gets under our skin (laughs) is um, if we recommend some products to you, please do not go home and go online and try to buy them yourself and get a discount you're actually taking away commission from that 
practitioner who took so much time to analyze your skin, give you a treatment plan, and give you advice um, from their profession. And by you not purchasing from them, you're actually devaluing them and you're taking away some of their income. Plus, if you're going online and purchasing these things like on Amazon, um, a lot of these skincare lines aren't allowed to be sold on those things. And so just so you know, they're not real products. Um, I know that SkinCeuticals pulled one of their CE Ferulix off of Amazon and they tested it and there was human feces inside of it. So just be aware <laughs> of what you're doing. Um, but just be respectful because I think it's really kind of sad when people, you know, will go online and buy things elsewhere and give either that company or that site the commission and not the practitioner who spent all that time with you to customize your you know skincare regimen and give you the most honest answers and spend the time and details with you another thing is please don't be on your phone um i know i know right like why should i say that but seriously i've definitely had some clients in the past not necessarily my clients now because like i said i don't really work with people that i don't mesh with but you know when i worked in corporate you have to see whoever they tell you to see <laughs> you don't have a choice in the matter um and they were definitely like on their phone the whole time. And I'm like, hey, I need to put this towel in your face. And, you know, we're running a business. We're trying to stick with time. If you've come in for appointment, you need to be respectful. Um, but also like, it's almost, you know, if you're not an A++ client, or if you're not a respectful client, then you're probably not even going to get a full treatment because if you don't respect them, then they're they're not gonna go above and beyond for you as well too. So just being respectful about those little things as well. Um, also, don't ever feel as a client that you can't ask questions. You're never bothering us. We love what we do. I love skincare questions. Um, I probably answer messages when I shouldn't. <laughs> um, but I love answering those kind of questions because I like to be available and make sure that I am answering those questions. And I want that relationship with my clients. So don't ever feel like you're bothering you know, your esthetician by asking them additional questions. So I hope this was really helpful. I know they're just like little, you know, tidbits, <laughs> um, but just something to kind of think of and you know, just kind of be aware of things, make things run smoothly in the back end and the front end. Um, this is definitely my favorite time of year. This is chemical peel season, retinol season. My face is peeling right now because I picked up a retinol and started it on Monday. Um, this is the time of year to, you know, get in good with an esthetician, get some treatments going, get on a good skincare regimen. This is the time of year where you want to switch up things, make things a little bit heavier, have a lot more repair built um, products in your regimen as well too. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that, you know, maybe you had a little bit of insight of things that you never thought about before. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at all the T-H-A pretty faces. And please feel free to reach out, ask me any questions. Um, I love doing this podcast. If you have anything that you want me to discuss and go over, I would love, you know, to hear from you as well too. So I hope you have a fantastic day and I will chat with you next week. Thanks guys.